Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the On The Slab Horror Show, the show that we bring to you each and every Friday night. King, why do we do it on a Friday? We do it on Friday because Friday night is horror night, and it always has been. Always has been, always will be. Absolutely. 10pm on the button. Uh, for those of you who don't know, including our guest tonight, who I'll introduce now in one second, 10pm on a Friday night is usually after the watershed when Irish channels would show horror movies growing up. Probably for the king in the 80s, yeah. 90s, and 2000s. It's a shame that they've kind of stopped it, but such is life. Yeah, we, we were brought, we brought, we were brought up on that kind of Friday night, 10 p.m. So we stuck with that as the kind of thing for our show, you know. But uh, go on, Greg. Absolutely, right. As you can see, I have the king with me. How are we? All good. I have myself with me, as <laughs> usual. Sometimes <laughs> you're here. We have. So over the last two weeks, we've seen guest or leading actress from the main. We've had uh, Crystal Martin. Um, we had Tatiana Bluchel, who was the special effects and creature design of the main one. Tonight, we're joined by the big one, the man behind the camera, the idea man, Mr. It's... Stephen Lamarte. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. What an intro. I love that. <laughs> gotta try you, you know. You gotta try, you off, know. Off the cuff, baby. Off the That's cuff. beautiful. You need to record the outgoing message for my cell phone. <laughs> we will. Uh, we will. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> How Welcome. are you? Yeah. I'm great. I'm. I'm excited. Our my our tiny little independent film that can is uh, is in theaters all around the country, and we're uh, like living the dream. This is like Make, awesome. making bank. Making something <laughs> excellent, Stephen. Is it like uh, what, what day is it? We're on the 19th, we're recording this, and at yeah. this particular time, they just might go out a week later or whatever. Uh, where what status is the film at now? Is it still in cinemas? It is still in theaters, yes. So basically, you know, our original plan was to just was to release the movie for free. You know, we're a tiny, mm. teeny little independent film, our crew is around 15 people every day. We shot 14 days in May of this year, right. six months later, we're supposed to just drop the damn thing online and <laughs> get the chance to be in theaters for, for one night. And then it turned into one weekend. And now we've been in theaters for two weeks going up against Avatar. And wow. uh, we have no idea where it's going to go next. But as of today, we are still in theaters. Fantastic news. That's great news, man. Um, and it's also, it's also great for the horror world as well, seeing independent movies making it to the cinema. Obviously, I brought it up to the girls um, over the last couple of weeks. The likes of um, Terrifier has obviously paved the way for independent films to make it to the cinema. Mm -hmm. And it, it's great because obviously you don't need big budget movies to make it to the cinema and then make all the money. And the independence being sold in, in a bargain being somewhere where they could be just as good. Um, so to see see something like this make it to the cinema now, unfortunately it's not in the cinema over here, um, but I, I'm sure we'll get it at some stage. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, I think that one of my favorite things about horror is that it is an experience, right? You yeah. can watch it at home, you know, you can watch, you can pause it, you can, you know, look at your phone or, or get up and go to the bathroom with the lights on. But when you really do horror, you have to be in a room with people lights off sound up you know but whether you're scared or you're laughing it's silly or it's you know or it's spooky and i think you know to get people to go to the theaters they want an experience right they want to put on 3d glasses and go to another planet they want to be scared or shocked or or you know or laugh together um and i think horror is like the genre to do it so i'm not at all surprised the mean one and terrifier couldn't be more different our film mm. is like a, is a zany silly comedy right the the scares are are light you know it's a christmas movie it's funny um and there's a place for both of them at the theaters you know you're you're gonna go to the mean one you're gonna laugh with your friends eat popcorn and yell and it's very different than watching a human be disemboweled you know in yeah. terrifier too who knows what the next one will bring but it's great that their people are are going out and, and getting to see these you know on the big screen and have that experience yeah absolutely like you're more likely to get viewers the fact that it made it to the cinema because obviously if it gets released it can be easily missed and we've seen it with a lot of really good horrors over the years myself and Carl were only talking the other day 
and we brought up Ravenous. I don't know whether you've ever seen it, the 99 movie with Guy Pearce. I have not, no. No. So that oh. came out in 99, right? And it slipped through the cracks with a load of really good movies. Obviously, it came out against Six Sense and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it did make it to cinema, so a lot of people missed it. No, I sorry, it made it to some cinemas, but it, yeah, it didn't, didn't make it to a lot. Wasn't as successful as maybe it should have been. So, like to see in independent movies now making it to the cinema, getting more well known. Obviously, this one it has become infamous as, as I keep calling certain films that have come out as of the last while. Like whether people like it or don't like it, they're going to go and see it. They're going to watch it when it comes out because of what it is. Well, um, I, I also it's think gonna re- that... it's going to receive a lot of hate, no matter what happens. All horrors do. Well, and I think there's also, you know, in '99, it wasn't as easy to connect with people, right? I mean, the, yeah. you know, in, in film, when we do like a test screening, the the most important thing that you get, you know, and we'll ask questions: What was your favorite scene? What was your least favorite scene? Who did you like? Who didn't you like? But the most important question is buried somewhere through the middle which is how likely are you to recommend this to someone else? Because all the billboards, you know, in the world aren't as good as somebody, you know, saying, I like this movie, you Mm. should watch it. And now with the internet, I think you could put a movie into theaters and if a handful of people like it and tell another handful of people, that's worth way more than any marketing campaign could ever be. And so that's why, I think like a terrifier, people are talking about how they're throwing up in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, that's going to get people to want to go out and take what was a one week run, turn into 10 million plus dollars at the domestic box office mm. and, you know, thousands and thousands of ticket sales. So it's I think uh, it's a good time. The Internet has its downsides, but it does have its good sides because you can find something you might not have heard about otherwise. Mm. Do you think, Stephen, do you think that we're entering maybe a new kind of successful era for horror maybe as in and I'm not saying like you know million but more maybe more of an acceptance of the horror film it may be in the the wider you know the wider mind like of people oh I mean it it has to be because I mean the the fact is horror has always been looked down on by people that aren't into horror right people yeah. that have never gone to a horror convention or you know don't appreciate the real artistry behind creating that experience, right? Horror doesn't, if it's working, it doesn't just happen. You, you feel something, right? Even if yeah. it's just being startled or, you know, or laughing because it's silly and evil dead, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think they're, you know, the even with the studios seeing that there's, if there's money to be made, they'll, you know, they're, they're gonna do what they can to make oh, it. Yeah. Um, and I think you're gonna see more people, uh, there's gonna be a lot more horror coming out in the next two years. And they're gonna be taking more swings, taking more chances. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, you're finding more people are going to be willing to go to the theater to see it because they're not going to have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, uh, this, I think the real turning point, I know that I think terrifier has turned a lot of heads, Yeah. but the real like quiet turning point was smile. I don't know if you guys got that one yet. Yeah. Yeah. And Smile was supposed to be a direct-to-streaming movie. It was supposed to be on Paramount+. Plus. They test-screened it. They said, oh, this thing is pretty good. Let's try and throw it in theaters. And now it's made $100 million. They're going to do a sequel. They're, you know, I mean, it's for a film that everyone that was working on it was like, well, you know, it's, it'll go on a streaming service nobody has. And now yeah. it's, it's everywhere, one of the biggest success stories of the year. So I think, um, I think we're about to, if movies want to stay relevant, you're going to have event movies like Marvel, and I think you're, you're going to have horror movies. They're going to be mm. the things that save cinema. There is room for every. There's room for everyone on the silver screen, I feel. I really do feel that. Everyone has, you know, has a choice. If you, like you said, if you want to go and see a big blockbuster, go ahead. If you want to go and see like this lovely little gem of a film that's not meant to be in the cinema, but it's mm. there, what a, what a treat. What a treat to be able to see something like that in the cinema. You know? Right. Well, and, you know, the biggest thing I think that for a long time was uh, kind of caused problems for independent films is the cost associated mm. with everything. The cost of shooting on film, the cost of just having enough light to expose film. Don't don't even talk about going to a lab and, and you know getting it chemically developed. Now, yeah. if you made a great movie on a cell phone, 
and people like it, you could distribute it yourself. You could just do ads on YouTube. You could put out a movie and if people love it, the sky's the limit. So I think that now that independent films are getting easier to make smaller and smaller, um, and with technology, it's easier to push things out into the world, whether it's streaming or, or even theatrical. You know, if we found out a thousand theaters wanted the movie tomorrow, by Friday, they'd have it. Yeah. That's unheard of, you know? So <laughs> I think that we're in a spot where if something hits with people, you'd have a chance for it to expand faster or for the word to get out faster. And um, I just hope that the the big studios that are who are awesome and I would love to work for them someday if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that they don't, you know, drown it out, be, you know, because as soon as Avatar got close to coming out, we're like, great, mm. we're going to be in with Avatar. And the very first thing that happens is some of our partners are like pulling our show times, they're you <sighs> know, pulling our poster to put in an Avatar poster. I mean, <sighs> I've seen, our, and this is, you know, my little independent heart. I've seen four posters for movies, you know, on uh, at a theater. Um, one day, and then right before Avatar came out, all four of those different posters, including ours, switched out for an Avatar poster. Oh, so, it's, it's, it's you know, not like Avatar needs the advertisement either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, it's it's one of the biggest budget movies ever made. You know what I mean, twenty years on from the first one, who cares? The first one was shy. I mean, certainly fun to watch. I, uh, <laughs> you Sorry, know, but the first, the first time it was, but after that, if you watch it a second time, it's not good. Yeah, it's not got rewatchability, I don't think. Well, and when you're, you know, if you're going for that experience, <laughs> you know, if you're home, we're watching it on a cell phone, you're like, all right, this is cool. But, you know, when you go and see it on the giant screen with the sound oh. and the glasses, I mean, it's it's different, you know, so the, um, yeah, but you're, no, you are right. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, do they, do they need that much help? I mean, it's like when I see, uh, yeah, you know, they put the Marvel stuff on everything over here. Oh. I don't know why. And I'll never forget, I was at a I was at a grocery store and I, there was a banana that had a sticker for the Avengers on it. <laughs> and I thought, if you don't know by, like who is this geared towards? The person who doesn't have eyes, doesn't see billboards, <laughs> someone that lives under a rock and only ventures out to eat these bananas. That's how they're <laughs> gonna find out that they made, oh, they made an Avengers movie. Oh, thank God I bought this banana. It's like crazy. Uh, Some of the advertising is like crazy. That's mad. That's, mad. that's, that's Disney and Marvel though just flexing their money money muscles well and i think there's also a a certain side of um you know very famously die hard right was shot at a building that fox already owned and fox corporate charged fox film division to rent the space even though the movie was for them <laughs> so i think there's also a little element of like Disney taking Disney movie money and putting it into Disney marketing and then Disney marketing spends it on billboards they already own. And well, <laughs> the movie didn't make any money, you guys. We spent it on marketing and billboards. It's like, don't you own both of those things? <laughs> it's just recycling money, really. That's all it is. There you go. Here's the, here's the first, here's the first off-the-cuff question before we go back to your film. Die Hard, Christmas film or not a Christmas film? Christmas film, 100%. That guy gets it. <laughs> Hundred percent. I'll watch it when it's not Christmas, but it's not Christmas if I haven't watched it at least once. Have so you watched over, it? Over, not yet. Over here. No, I haven't had a day off since this movie launched. So. Oh, that's a good thing. That's a good. Thing. Over here, yes, that's true. Um, we have. I have a couple of things. It's not Christmas until, you know. I don't know whether you have it over there. The Coca Cola ad. Which one? The with the bears. It, it, no. With the big truck. The one with the train the or the truck. Oh yes, okay, yeah, we have yeah. that one. Yeah, oh, it's not it's not Christmas till I see that in the telly. Okay, it's not Christmas till I hear the Pogues Fairy Tale of New York on the radio. Okay, it's, and it's not Christmas until I see Hans Gruber flying over Nakatomi Towers. I love it. That's that's it. Try to slide uh, Gremlins in there whenever I can too. Yeah. Is that yeah. one's just you know, so I got this. I brought this up the other day to someone in work. He said Gremlins a Christmas movie, right? And mm -hmm. I don't want to divulge too much into it because I don't know if there's actually young people that listen to this. I hope not because there's a whole lot of swearing in this. But in the Gremlins, they mention that the other guy isn't real. Oh, you know when yeah. she's talking. You know when she's talking about her dad getting stuck in the chimney. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So I put that down as not a Christmas movie. Hmm. Now over here when it's on the telly, that scene mm -hmm. is cut out of it. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's edited out, but that happens in it, so I won't put that on at Christmas. Interesting. I hadn't even occurred to me. It's one of those, uh, you know, back from the golden age when uh, scary movies were still though. marketed to kids for some reason. You know, yeah. like, it was great. It, it is a great movie. But I mean, that's that's one of my favorites. I hadn't even. That's a good rule, though, if they mention about the other guy yeah. that they. Uh, oh. You know, something. Speaking of Christmas now, films, now I was watching. Just put it into you. <laughs> you now you've got like that's going to totally change everything for me. <laughs> um, I was watching Trading Places the other day. Yeah. And. Sure. Um, I mean, the, like you know, some of the language in that would not fly today, you know. And even mm -hmm. I, I was watching, I was like, I, I even felt a little, like, like twenty years ago, I would have watched that and not a bother to me, you know what I mean? But now, like because of the, the world surrounding me, not necessarily me, I just like, oh my god, I can't, you couldn't, you wouldn't get that on telly properly nowadays, like you know. <laughs> no, you would not. Look, but you know, things change, and uh, you know, it's great that we evolve as people, and I, I think that. The what I thought was really interesting is this that when people are talking about disclaimers and you know making changes to uh, to the movies or cutting things out is you know for someone that used to be you can only watch something like a horror movie at ten o'clock, but now you, the fact that you've got you know old movies right next to new movies, maybe with new art, it could be new art on an old film. I think people need a little bit of context because if you see something, you're like, oh, that's, you know, the, the wrong minds might not know that, well, this was made in a different time and, you know, yeah. sensibilities have changed. Uh, some that's of the, the most problem, offensive animation ever made was also groundbreaking. So, like, yeah. we can't ignore it. It happened, you know, advancements in technology were made. Source material, not so good. So, you yeah. know, I think... Uh, I mean, I think if you're, if you're sitting down to watch a movie and it says it's 1980s, Mm -hmm. You have to expect things that weren't politically incorrect then and, and just get on with it. You don't have to be going, oh, well, I want this not on the telly and I don't want this and that because of that. I mean, just get on with it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Right. And who knows? I mean, 20 years from now, there's going to be some stuff that I'm sure we're cool with now that are, you know, really messed up. I mean, there's going to be a period in, uh, I'm sure, 50 years from now where they're like, wait, you used to kill animals for food? Yeah, we we make we make the sludge. We've got the we. You could eat anything. You could eat dirt off the ground. Why you murdered animals? So yeah, I mean I'll it's cold in the cold ground before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back well, to really. back to uh, your little film. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, don't uh, your little film. Your your little film me. that's punching way above its weight. Oh yes, and it is little. <laughs> Tell me, um, what 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 possessed you to think about? making this film tell me how this all kicked off now that we have you actually on the on the show tell us from the, the horse's mouth so to speak well i mean i've always been kind of uh i always felt that like kids artwork kind of weird right freaked mm -hmm. me out um it's why if you see in the trailer that sketch of the mean one that's like drawn in crayon mm -hmm. it, just something about kids drawings always like kind of freaked me out and made me you know maybe kind of laugh and you know, the source material on which it's based, the, the drawings are, you know, they're twisty, not twisted like conceptually, it's literally, you know, heavy ink lines and twisting and, you know, all these like twirly designs. And when you look at, you know, some of the other versions of this character that have been done in movies, or, or even if you, you know, I've been to the, uh, the amusement park, Universal Studios, that has a whole land for the author. And at night, you know, they have scary actors and in the castle area and they have, you know, monsters in the uh, magic area. There's no monsters in this kid's land. It's just dark and there's a little bit of smoke and you're supposed to walk through it. And that is like the scariest shit I've ever seen. And it <laughs> stayed with me. And I always thought, man, what if we could do like a, a monster version of one of these characters? And when you find this green Yeti, you know, Bigfoot looking bastard who lives in the mountains, <laughs> red eyes, messed up teeth, pissed off all the time, if he wasn't talking, what would he be doing? He'd be hating Christmas and eating people. And so Sounds that's like kind Carol. of where the idea kind of spun off of. And the more you thought about it, the more you're like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's a brilliant concept, I think so. Um, it's it, it set perfectly. It's set perfectly, as you said there, the, the, the character that was designed thing could have easily went straight into her. Mm-hmm. And there are, probably look, and it's, I probably should have. 
Well, I mean, the, the lesson of the movie is still really good. And I think that, um, you know, even our film has kind of a message to it. Um, not spoil too much, but, uh, yeah. you know, the, I think that the, we love these characters, you know, the spirit of the, the story and stuff, um, you know, a story of forgiveness, you know, what is the true meaning of Christmas? All that is, uh, is important. We don't want to mess with the original source material, but he's a giant green monster. He, he's, she should eat somebody like, let's be real. Yeah. You know, yeah. the townspeople think he eats people. What if he did? You know, the um, I, I said it to I said it to Crystal. I said, I've been waiting 20 years to see Cindy get hers. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, to, Crystal's not nearly as obnoxious as some other versions of uh, of Cindy. Crystal is a very uh, she's very likable, Cindy. So I don't know if you're going to want to see her get attacked, I've, but uh, it is yeah. a good time. <laughs> I've, I've also I've also heard off um, people that I've talked to in the States that she's going to go down as one of the best final girls of the year. Oh, wow. Um, that, which is that, speaking a lot. That's I've heard that from probably about 15 or 20 different people that I've spoke to. Wow. Well, that's mm. amazing. That's great. I mean, like, Crystal you think, is... You think, like, final girls this year, you've had, obviously, Jenna Ortega and the sister from Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had Lauren Levera in in Terrifier. You've had mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis back in Halloween. Oh yeah. So there's some big yeah, names okay. to go up against. Yeah, and I mean then, it's you've obviously had Mia Gott in the success of, of X and Pearl. Right, and Pearl, yeah. yeah. So like to, to get put in that bracket from a, uh, like I know it's only a few independent people that I've been speaking to, but mm -hmm. they've obviously felt that strongly about it. That's a, I mean, that's a huge, a huge, huge compliment. I mean, and I think not unearned for Crystal because her performance is is so great. And you know, I, I don't know if she's if she mentioned this because uh, I don't, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I didn't want to get spoiled um, from your guys when you chatted with her. But this is <laughs> her first her first movie as a uh, you know as the lead of a feature film, and you'd never know it. She's such a good actor. She's so natural. And because she's this, you know, total badass, like legit professional stunt performer, she's it's less difficult, I think, for her to to see to believe that she could go toe to toe with a monster and conceivably, you know, hold her own. I mean, she shows up to set on her motorcycle, like just getting back from, you know, sword training. I'm like, Crystal, how many times have you been set on fire this week? And she's like, I don't know, 10, 12. I lose track after the fourth day. I'm like, this is it's it's just it's crazy i mean she can do all of this all this stuff um and she's also a, a really solid actor so i love i love working with her early big green monster nothing to her nothing to her right <laughs> not right nothing nothing to it and the funny thing is you know the the one of the biggest challenges or hurdles for her to jump over is because she's so proficient with firearms and swords and you know uh you know boxing and all this stuff is that we really had to put it on our stunt coordinator uh, and fight choreographer terrence we're only 30 pages into the movie tj um if she throws a punch she can't look like she knows how to throw a punch so she had to like Unlearn. in between takes be reminded you don't know how a gun works just put your finger on the trigger you know because that yeah. she, she's like i would never do that my you know all my stunt friends are going to say that i don't know how to use a gun i'm like yeah, it's <laughs> called acting that's the point you know so it took a lot of effort uh, and she got it, but it took a lot of effort for her to like, like Crystal, you look like too much of a badass when you throw that punch, like, you know, <laughs> come on. I imagine it's, it's muscle memory for her now at this stage, so. Literally, yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, it, it, I mean, you know. Untraining yourself as you go. <laughs> to try to like Man. throw the punch awkwardly. Cause you know, I mean, even with fight choreography, you know, she's not a martial artist. She's trained to make a punch look like it really hit you. And mm. you know, if she gets hit, looks like, she's been injured so it's like a whole other level of of mental gymnastics to throw a fake punch that looks real but is also a bad punch but a good enough punch that it still looks like she hit somebody i mean it was way harder than you'd think oh yeah <laughs> so she's, she's selling it like a champ you're damn right she did well actually she not like a champ which was the point that was yeah the, <laughs> right. like a chump like exactly there you go and then when she works up to it by the end you're like oh wow she must have trained hard for the movie i'm like eh, sort of but not in the way you'd think yeah. um, i brought i brought it up to um to herself and to tatiana in the previous episodes obviously you're you're working with 
what is probably the hottest prospect in in male acting and horror at the minute with David David Howard Thornton obviously coming off the, the success the major success of Terrifier mm-hmm. what was it like to get someone like himself into this movie obviously he's a great character and we've seen that it, with art um, obviously something different for him now mm-hmm. but still the same results yeah i mean david is he's fantastic i mean i i've known the terrifier producers the buzz and the lens guys since high school so i've you know i've known them 10 15 years so i've been following terrifier since before the second one since before the first one was even like really popular streaming wise yeah um so when it first started bubbling up you know in 2016 2017 i'm like oh you're hey guys your movie's like if i know of it at the time it's not underground you know this is my i know people are talking about it this mm. is a thing so i've been aware of terrifier for a minute i'd seen the film and once we knew that the creature was going wasn't going to talk we said we have to get an actor who can emote without words and i said let's we really should revisit terrifier and see you know if we think he could do it and um we rewatched the film with the first one is a, a classic super super mm-hmm. fun total indie and you can feel it in every frame and i love that um and so we reached out and we said hey you know um i I pitched him the concept i'm like but you have to take a look at the script because it's a parody it's not you know this crazy violent gory you know we're if if someone's gonna get hacked in the head we're terrifier that'd be where it would start for us we might cut away and and cut to something else to make a joke out of it or make it funny um so it's it's going to be different for you, but take a look. And he really dug the concept. He loved the script, and uh, you know we found a way to get him to Los Angeles and, and make it work. Awesome. It's great to see as well. Obviously, as I says, the the major success that he's had, and obviously he's going to bring a following from Terrifier to this, which is also going to help. Which is great to see as well because normally you don't see someone who's riding the crest of a wave. Um, maybe no offense, but to take what could be considered a smaller movie right away. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's it's not could be. It is empirically a smaller movie. I mean, our budget is we don't even have the Terrifier 2 budget. I was, I was, trying, got, I was trying to be nice there. No, it, it's, <laughs> look, no, hey, look, the smaller our movie, the better it looks when we do well. So I'm all yeah. for it. I'll tell you straight up. We don't even have the Terrifier 2 budget. We have like Terrifier 1 budget. I mean, we have, you know, next to nothing. We shot for 14 days. It is a smaller movie. For sure. If you like the whole marketing team is just me and my fiance. She also produced it and did the costumes and acts in the damn thing. Like we are a small, you know, we're a small unit. Um, And uh, it's just so fantastic, you know, that David, who is so huge in the horror community and and has, you know, is having an amazing year, which I mean, I had a feeling Terrifier 2 was going to be big. But when Mm -hmm. Terrifier 2 was huge, we were like, thank you. We're gonna be okay. <laughs> We're gonna be okay, everybody. Who wants awesome. a sandwich? We can have sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, we can eat today. <laughs> we can eat today, right? Someone might actually see this damn thing. So we're, uh, yeah, it's it's great, and and we love it. And you know, one of the things I've always really enjoyed about horror movies is kind of the community and, and the convention. And and like you said, you know, there's horror movies for everybody, for sure. Mm-hmm. If you like haunted, haunted house movies or werewolf movies or you know, sexy vampire movies or, you know, uh, gory slashers or splatter yeah. films or comedies. I mean, there's there's something out there for everybody. And I love going to the conventions and seeing, you know, the different factions and who loves clowns and who loves Christmas. I mean, it's, you know, Christmas horror. I mean, it's uh, it's it's so great and such a fun community to be a part of. Yeah. And uh, Stephen, um, have you always been a part of like his horror? Have you done any other kind of films other than horror or you know is it a horror that got you into you know making films or you know give us a bit about your sci-fi was what got me into movies oh. I've, I've always wanted to make a star wars film i've done a couple of fan films and stuff my first movies you know shot on high eight analog you know where, where star wars movies and i hand animated the lightsabers and stuff yeah. and so i've always you know kind of loved the uh, like spielberg horror you know jurassic look you know jurassic park is it's our movie for sure yeah. like you can't say Absolutely. that it's not it's pg-13 it's adventure when they melt that face in uh raiders of the lost ark mm. that's horror like that's a fact i mean they yeah. ripped that guy's heart out in temple of doom right this these are this is horror and i think at the time i didn't realize that the excitement that i got from these like popcorn flicks meant that i was going to be drawn towards horror you yeah. know 
Um, and it was only after I started making these, you know, uh, like action movies and stuff where I had realized I like spectacle, but I you like I like messing with the audience. You like to have them look here and, and you know, scare them or, or create tension, you know, um, was it, uh, I think it, Alfred Hitchcock said, you know, you could have a regular dinner conversation uh, as a scene for four pages and it could be run of the mill movie, but you tell the audience that there's a bomb under the table and it's gonna go off in three minutes. That's gonna be one exciting four minutes, same oh, exact I, scene. So I, I love the, you know, I, I love the genre and, and being able to kind of uh, play with the audience and, and get a reaction, right? Making people yeah. laugh or shriek and stuff like that's, when people say they went to the movie and they yelled the whole time. I'm like, that's awesome, fantastic, do it. Mm. I think horror and comedy merge very well together, don't they? They do, they really do. Especially when you consider like horror is about shock value, right? It's about it kind of the extremes, you know? I mean, there's, it's not surprising that you would have as much nudity as you often do in a horror movie. Um, and why even a bad horror film still is sometimes really, really fun. I mean, I love the, um, a film that we get compared to a lot, Jack Frost. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah, yeah. With the, like, with the, the killer Jack snowman. Frost. Yeah. Like, just absurd, ridiculous, cartoonish. Two is better than one, though. Oh, I haven't seen the second one. I've seen the first one for sure. They made Shannon, it. I have Shannon, not seen Shannon Elizabeth in the second one. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize there. Oh, man. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> the first one is just, just campy and ridiculous. I think my favorite part in that whole film, they're investigating a dead body in the rocking chair, and it's rocking back and forth. And at one point, they stop the investigation. He's like, can you stop that? And the guy takes his foot off the rocking chair, and it stops rocking. And you realize the deputies have been doing it the whole time. I'm like, this, this is fantastic. No other, in no other format would this be socially acceptable to make that joke. And in horror, it's like, you got to be a special kind of weirdo to think this is funny, and I am that weirdo. <laughs> the, the only thing I would say about that is, it, the type of horror film can you can easily be thrown out if you're in a serious horror film uh you can be easily thrown out of it by one or two bad scenes and it can wreck the experience of the movie i find anyway um like for instance i love x and then I, I absolutely have it <laughs> one of the highest ones of the year for me mm -hmm. but you know that scene with the alligator oh Okay. Yeah. You're very. You can be very easily thrown out of a movie like that. Right. Of that. Uh, yeah. Kyle knows where I'm going with the next one. I do. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the '78 one, or the '74. '74. Sorry, it's '78. It's Halloween. Um, you know the dinner scene. Mm -hmm. When the granddad comes back to life. It Ru uh... ruins that movie for me. Oh really? Yeah. Completely ruins it. Throws me out. I'm done. I, I love it up until then, and then I'm done. Well, I mean, you know, I think that uh, that's fair. <laughs> Where it's fair. If you like, obviously, you take your movie. You're, you you've called it a horror parody. Mm -hmm. right? Oh yeah, it's comedy for sure, through and through. Um, like what's the other the other term is black black horror, isn't it? Uh, it's like a comedy horror. Oh yeah, like a dark. Yeah, we call it a dark comedy. Is what we call yeah, it. Dark yeah. comedy, yeah. That's um, where this one you know not to expect a whole load, and you go in, leave your brain at the door, you enjoy the film. Mm -hmm. Great. If I know that a film is going to be like that, I will take that film for that value. Do you know what I mean? Where if this was marketed as a very serious creature feature. Mm -hmm. And I did, and it was like this. I'd be like, "Well, I'd be like, what's going on here?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> what you're saying is, it's it's been marketed. Sorry, there, it's been marketed perfectly. So, is yeah, what you're saying? Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's actually kind of the interesting thing. We have noticed that some people who are like big Terrifier fans and some of the big horror sites, where you know, are uh, have a strong opinion about the movie, and they're like, "This isn't funny at all." I'm like, "It's so serious. It, every scene is funny." I'm not sure what movie you're. You know, maybe we didn't do our job of you know selling it, but I think a lot of people expected like real, uh, you know, gory kills and you know, kind of some crazier stuff. And when they see you know this cartoonish drawing that you know everyone's taking really seriously of the monster, they don't know it's a comedy. Uh, you know, it, it might uh, might turn them off. So it's. 
we have a new trailer coming out in a couple of days that um, oh. I think uh, sells the shows some different scenes of the movie and shows some of the sillier, lighthearted stuff to make sure people kind of know what they're going into. Because the number of people who you know, it's it's a hallmark horror, right? It's a it's yeah. a, the feel good horror movie of the season genius is what we've been genius. No, no. what we've been calling it. And you know, when people hear that, they're like, oh, okay. Because I mean, I really do. I've heard a, a bunch of stories of people who are like, oh, I went on a date night. And my girlfriend liked it more, almost more than I did. You know, my mom liked this movie. And I'm like, normally that'd probably be bad for a horror movie, but that's actually pretty good for us. You know, that's what we're going for, you know? I mean, anybody, anybody likes it. Like, my other half doesn't like horror. My, like, if, if I showed my mom, she'd be like, no, that was she. And I was like, you don't even <laughs> give it a chance. As soon as, you, as, soon as it's given the title horror, mm -hmm. like, it, it, it's gone for some people and I, it's not right and you see a lot of the reviews on the likes of Rotten Tomatoes and, and stuff I don't like this because it's horror don't fucking watch it then or watch <laughs> it just don't leave a review well we've seen we've seen some feedback too where people are like oh this the the you know the the movie was low budget thumbs down and i'm like well i mean we never said it wasn't you guys like yeah. I'm, i got I, you know like you know i we cut i've got the film myself you know with my friends that i shoot with all the time you know i mean i'm a professional but we're not universal so <laughs> if you don't like I mean, it it's not low budget maybe this film wasn't for you you know i mean it's it's that's what the one thing i don't like about rotten tomatoes it'll write you down and down and people are just being pedantic about it. Yeah, it's low budget, okay? It was not made by a huge studio. Fine, it's not gonna have a high budget. It's a horror film, okay? You knew what it was when you watched it. Right. Uh, well, and it, it, it's, it's not the tale that I, I wanted to see or a version that I liked of it. Okay, fine, just go on. Don't leave a review that's gonna ruin it for other people. Right. Well, and I think, too, that's one of the things that's been maybe causing people some headaches, even in the Marvel world. I don't know if you guys have all the TV shows yet, but yeah, people, yeah they come I, straight to Disney. OK, great. So, you know, people I, over here, I've seen a, a lot of people having a real, uh, real issue with a Marvel movie, a TV show, because this one's clearly made for kids. And I don't like that because I wanted it to be like, you know, the uh, I wanted it to be more like the movies or, you know, this one's clearly supposed to be a light comedy that's you know geared towards younger women and people are like oh that's you know i don't like this because it's it's not like oh, like a comic spider-man <laughs> or something yeah. and you're like yeah it's not supposed to be like spider-man they all say marvel but they are not the same but yeah so i think that the um i think that uh there's a certain element of like if you don't like horror movies or you don't like horror comedies or you know if you hate hallmark movies they're not all terrible they're not for you and that's okay exactly. That's okay. Lots of people like Hallmark movies. Let them have it, you know? Yeah. And like I said, there's something for everybody. And if, you know, if someone doesn't like it, great, that's fine. But if someone wants to watch it, there's nothing wrong with that. It's absolutely brilliant, you know? And uh, that's the great thing about, I suppose, everyone having a different opinion in life. You know, that's 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 one of the joys of life is everyone is different, you know? And, and that's, that's fantastic. That's so. one thing we bring to the show as well. We'll review movies that are... Are, are smaller or thing. If some director wants to reach out to us, obviously, like I said off screen about the the one that did, um, and wants us to review the show, 100%, we'll do it. No matter. I mean, whether we like it or not, I'll tell you the God's honest truth. I'm not gonna turn around and say, oh yeah, your movie was brilliant and mm -hmm. it wasn't. I mean, I, I'm fairly honest with it. Um, no lip service there. on this show, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to be you want to be thick skin coming in here, like. See, Ron, I, I, as you said, you, you'd like to come back on when when the movie gets released over here and we'll yeah. do it from there. But I, I'll tell you straight up, if I didn't like it, I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll give you good parts and bad parts from it. But, like, that's the best thing about films. Like, some of my favorite, like, my favorite franchise of horror is Wrong Torn. And I know they're not great. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've never heard two, of anyone who loves those. That's interesting. Loves Loves from two onwards, they get progressively worse. Like it's all CGI, which is fine, but I enjoy the entertainment value of them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. like I'm going, oh yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, my favorite, because it's a big one. Or Scream. Scream's arguably the strongest film franchise in horror. Yeah, and, most consistent. Yeah. Yeah, but I go with one that I like. Now, don't get me wrong, I love Scream. Right. But I'll, if I want to watch something for fun, I'll throw on one of the wrong turns. Bar number three, because it's terrible. It's, I mean, that's that's what's great about, you know, kind of uh, a fan base and, and being able to take ownership of the thing that you like. You know, some people 
like the new Halloween. Some people don't. Personally, I, I really, I really dug the first one of the new three, 2018, because hmm. um, I felt it was modern enough, but classic enough of like just the. If I had to describe what Halloween was about to someone who had never seen it, I felt this movie is a great entry point into the series, polished enough that you know someone who doesn't like a movie that's noisy or grainy or yeah. you know the makeup effects look a little retro. Um, you know, it's still exciting, still fun, but didn't drift too far. The two newer ones, I appreciated what they're going for. You can't do the same thing over and over again, but uh, I definitely like the first one, 2018, and it oh. actually inspired a lot of what's in the mean one. Awesome. Oh yeah, eighteen. Eighteen was definitely the strongest of the new tree. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, why you, that you saying that inspired it? I'm imagining that'd be the way that it's shot and the way the character condones himself. Is it? Yeah, a lot of the you know the kind of the arc of uh, of our lead female. You know the idea that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. You know the. Uh, I mean, obviously, in most horror films, you know your final girl. <laughs> has to take ownership of what she's doing and, and kind of mm -hmm. go after the creature. But it's it's one thing to say, instead of just dying in a corner, I'm gonna grab what I can find and fight back. It's another thing to go to the gun range and start doing push-ups and you know, all that stuff. So it's uh, it's really fun to to send the Halloween 2018 as the reference for my lighthearted Christmas movie and say, hey, uh, to the editor, watch this, um, you know, watch this, this is what we're going for. And it was like, all right. There's a lot of comedy in the script. I'm like, but trust yeah. me, just look at the cutting style. You'll get it. And uh, it's it's great. I love it. And I will Thank say, I've seen a lot of people saying, obviously, Carl invited me onto a Facebook page that was designed for Art the Clown fan page. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people saying that the main one is going to be one of their Christmas watches Go every year now. Yeah. Oh, I and love like, that. I that's... Like, that's awesome. It and is. I, like, I, I felt like calling them dickheads because uh, I haven't been able to see it yet. Boy. Jealousy. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I, could, feel, I, I feel terrible too. But I don't want to deal with that way. I'd appreciate that. We're, I mean, look, we're a, we're a, just a tiny organization. Yeah. You know, my, my fiance and I are, you know, we're the, the two main producers who are, uh, you know, if we see something that's like shot in a movie theater, it's like us that physically write Google, please help us our tiny mm. movie. You know, like I, we designed the marketing, we do all the graphics, like where it's just the two of us. So we, we really appreciate people having patience because yeah. we, can, we can only do so much. And, you know, they're, uh, we don't have like the the backing of a huge studio to of kind course. of say, well, look, we're, we're going to do theaters and then we're going to go streaming right away to the whole world. Physically, can we do it? <laughs> Technically, maybe, but um, our hands are tied because mm. we have to make some, some interesting deals. We're at... Uh, a tiny fish and playing on a very, very big pond. Of course. Keep, keep the hype up as well, really. It's, it, it's, it's been crazy. It really has. I mean, um, to get people all over the. Am I frozen? The world asking when the movie's going to come there is, is like a, is like a dream come true. Couldn't be, couldn't response. Yeah. I like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm like, do I just watch it? And I'm like, no. No, don't. It's different. It's different. Like that's what I said to you when I was talking to you, and you were like, "Where did you see it pop up?" Um, so obviously I sent it on. Like I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I don't mind if I if sometimes I'll watch one of the big movies on a stream like that. Sorry, can't say stream. <laughs> on a streaming platform. Um, when they come out, but when it's when it's an independent person, and especially as well, like. You've taken the time out of your day to come on and chat to us about it and stuff. Like we're real, we'll hype it up as much as we can. Well, for you, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go and sit and watch it on a, on on a streaming platform. You know, that kind of way. I appreciate uh, that. I mean, look, we we're. I'm of the opinion. I'm still even when people uh, have negative feelings about the movie, without whether they've seen it or not. I'm just so grateful that people are interested in it, you know, that uh, people are excited about the concept. They want to talk mm. about it. Um, so, you know, is it, does it hurt us a lot to uh, have, you know, the movie be, you know, lined somewhere? Yeah, it, it's tough, especially when so many people donated their time. And I, I really want to be able to pay them, you know, to thank them for, you know, like we would, the person that made all the shirts, right? I mean, she, 
shout out to, I mean, she just, just a friend of my fiance's who was like, look, if you design it, uh, just buy the shirts and I'll print them for free. Like all those little favors of people coming mm. in, you, can I borrow, you know, can I borrow your goat? Uh, you know, I have a list of all of them. I would like to see those people get paid. <laughs> of course. So that's why, you know, yes, there's a, an homage to, um, to Jurassic Park. Uh, there's oh, a goat God. in the film and it was written. <laughs> can I borrow was, your goat? No, I'm serious. I mean, it was written in the script and, uh, you know, it's one of those things they see it and they're like, that's going to get cut. Right. Or maybe it'll be like a green screen thing or it'll be a joke, you know, something hokey. And, uh, there's a, a goat in my damn movie. And Amazing. I'm like, it's just like, it's one of those a million little miracles that goes into making a tiny independent film. And, you know, I would love to thank her financially <laughs> for letting me use her goat. Uh, um, cause you know, it's just, um, you just want to take care of those people. And that's why, you know, if I could give the movie to the world for free, I totally would. But so many people work so hard, you know, hmm. and uh, I, I just want to be able to thank them, you know. I've got to ask the question now before we move on. How do you even have a conversation asking someone, can you have their goat? Uh, well, I mean, it's uh, we shot a, a fair amount of them. You know, when you have a crew, you can't really just go up into the woods with, you know, with three people and, you know, go pee behind a tree. We need, you know, power and, and bathrooms and, and kind of stuff like that. So even though we were a small team um, and it's a lot of chewing gum holding our production together, I, I promised everyone they'd have somewhere to go to the bathroom. So one of our locations is a looks like a working uh ranch they've got boulders and rocks and you know the formations we need to make it seem like we're really way up in the wilderness mm. um and uh it's a you know it's a vegan ranch so they have all of these uh you know they have all of these animals but they did make us have lunch out of respect for the emu and the dogs and the cows and stuff they're like can you please uh eat vegan for for that day and have your crew not eat any meat we said that's no problem and you know we come back to this location a few days later and i'm like you know the scene calls for a goat they have a goat can we ask them if we can use their goat and they're like but you know what happens to the goat in the movie right i'm like yeah and they're like you know that they didn't want us eating the goat you know they didn't want you eating meat on location do you think they're going to be okay with this i said well it's all pretend it'll be <laughs> maybe it'll be fine you know and so we had to go to the to the you know the owner of the ranch and say hey so um can we can we borrow your goat <laughs> you know and she was like for what i'm like you could be here the whole time but we have this scene with the monster and you know um and we talked it talked it through and mm -hmm. she was like well as long as you don't do this this and this on screen no problem and so she she trotted the goat out i think his name was leon or something he worked for <laughs> carrots he, you know, so his union is, you know, his union rep's going to be really pissed. He worked, <laughs> you know, he worked for carrots, but he was a good sport. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to, if, if I can't bring his, him back, you know, for in the future, because of what happens to him, but, um, you know, who knows, maybe he's got a twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me just ask you, we'll, we'll wrap up now in a second, uh, Stephen. Um, have you any, do you still have by any chance the, the creature outfit or does, did you let David keep it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I have the, I have the whole thing. I have the, we have the whole outfit and then I have only because we didn't think anyone would want them. We have just one face because every day this thing had to be built. And once it's mm. taken off, you can't reuse it. Um, so we have, we have one face left and we have the, you know, we have the, uh, the original suit and the gloves and the shoes. And, awesome. So, so we do still have one of the suit and, um, yeah, it's in like uh, it's in my like uh, in the bat cave in the glass tube with oh, you know, cool. the spotlights and stuff on it. So uh, yeah, so the so we do still have the suit. Yes, awesome. That's cool to hear. Um, that's going to be used at cons. Has to be <laughs> conventions. No, no doubt, no doubt, in my mind that you will be brought to cons for this. Well, we'll we'll see. We're we're excited, you know. I, I mean, he David already does so many conventions that okay. I, I I joke that I'm like, if if we end up going to conventions with the mean one, we'll have to get him like a wheelie chair so he can go back and <laughs> so he can go back and forth between the uh, you know between tables signing mean yeah. one pictures. And I've actually heard that um, he signed a few Art the Clown pictures as the excuse me, he signed a few mean one of our pictures as Art the Clown. And people are like, oh, I got a mean one poster signed by Art the Clown. Like people actually really <laughs> dig it because it's just muscle memory. He's been yeah. signing his art for so long. Um, yeah. So that's uh, if you could get him to do it, I think that that's like a one of one, you know, special yeah. one off thing. 
Well, look, Stephen, this we will let you go now because you know, like we could talk, we we could actually talk to you all day. We really could, and um, and so we would absolutely love to have you back on the show, anytime you want to come on. And like you say, when we've seen it, um, you're more than welcome to come on to our show. You know, fantastic. Yeah. I'd love to do it. You guys watch it. Tell me exactly what you think. If you yeah. if you love it, you know, that's great. If you don't love it, that's all good too. I'll I'll come on with the uh, you know with some some whiskey and we'll we'll just yeah. we'll, hash, we'll hash it out. It'll be great. Well, I have to say, I, I, I just want to say we're very appreciative of the association now that we have with your film, and um, which happened organically, which is the way we 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 do our thing. So mm -hmm. we just want to say uh, thank you to yourself, Crystal, and and Tatiana as well. So you know, it's it's been fantastic. The last couple of shows we've done have been really really fun, and and you know, exciting for us, and we hope for you you guys as well. You know. I love it. You guys are supporting independent horror movies. The best thing you could do if you want to see more movies like this get made is go see them and tell people about it. So, you know, this uh, if, if you're into supporting, you know, the, the industry and supporting movies like this, you guys are, are on the front lines. You're our best hope for staying alive, both as a movie and as an industry. So thank you. No problem. No problem. Um, we wish you every success, and obviously yes. we hope it, it kicks on like like Terrifier did and holds on for more until I'd even even say after the Christmas. I know obviously places closed for Christmas, but like hey, we're going to get up to the twenty second, is it? As of now, we're going to be in theaters in the United States until the twenty second. I'll know in the next forty eight hours if we did well enough to be around for Christmas, because um, that week between Christmas and New Year's is a great time for Christmas movies, all movies really, to when mm. people have nothing to do and they're not at work, they're hanging out, and they're going to go see movies. And uh, I know a lot of people who still don't realize that <laughs> our days are numbered, <laughs> so so they have you know they're like, oh, I'm going to catch it you know after Christmas, and I'm like, I don't know that you can, buddy. You might want to get out there now. <laughs> So um, I'll know I'll know shortly if we're going to be around until Christmas and uh, and then from there, you know, who knows? But uh, we're we're grateful for everybody that wants to see it and um, anyone that can't right now. We're we're sorry. We're working on it. But uh, as soon okay. as I know when it's going to play for you guys, I'll let you know and uh, and I'll be back. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, you did you did also say you have a new trailer coming out. If you send that on to us, we'll certainly put it out and share it out for you as well. Oh, great. Absolutely. It'll be dropping, I think, uh, er, like right after Christmas, I believe. Um, it'll be a new trailer, new footage, and kind of make sure people know you're coming to see a funny movie. So come on down and, uh, and have a laugh. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. Listen, Stephen, it's been fantastic. Excellent. I said again, having a chat with you. We've really enjoyed this. And um, happy holidays, obviously. Thank and you. Have, Thank have you. A great, yeah, have a great Christmas. And... Um, do you have anything to say before we go? <laughs> um, no, if you haven't seen the movie and uh, you want to stay in touch, find out when it's going to play and where, you can follow the film um, at The Mean One Movie. So that's on Instagram and on Facebook. It's The Mean One Movie. Um, and if you want to stay connected to me, I'm, you know, on Instagram is the easiest way to find me at St Stephen Lamorte. Um, and uh, as soon as we know where it's going to go, you know, if you subscribe on our website, you'll be able to, to, to be the first one to know. Awesome. Awesome. Okie dokie. Uh, Greg, take us home. Shall we do it one more time this week? <laughs> Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, in the words of the great George A. Romero, stay scared. Woo! Uh...